Hey guys, long time no here, and welcome back to DVD Relapse, where we review the movies and the special features that the DVD offers. I'm your host, Yvette Holmes, and it's been a hiatus for sure. So, let's get right to it. The bring em back smack daddy of all DVDs, all movies ever. My favorite director and personal favorite comeback movie, Pulp Fiction. Killer Moon music, right? Well, that was from the opening credits of Pulp Fiction for anyone who, out there who has not seen that. Oh my gosh, I had to do this for comebacks everywhere. So instead of me playing a trailer for you, I am going to play you guys one of my favorite, favorite scenes from Pulp Fiction. So here's a present from me to you. This is a scene between Vincent Vega and uh, Jules. Enjoy. Want some bacon? No, man. I don't eat pork. Are you Jewish? No, I ain't Jewish. I just don't dig on swine. That's all. Why not? Pigs are filthy animals. I don't eat filthy animals. Yeah, but bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. Hey, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'd never know because I wouldn't eat the filthy motherfuckers. Pigs sleep and root and shit. That's a filthy animal. I ain't eat nothing ain't got sense enough to disregard its own feces. How about a dog? Dog eats his own feces. I don't eat dog either. Yeah, but do you consider a dog to be a filthy animal? I wouldn't go so far as to call a dog filthy, but they're definitely dirty. But the dog's got personality. Personality goes the wrong way. Uh, so by that rationale, if a pig had a better personality, he would cease to be a filthy animal. Is that true? Well, we have to be talking about one charming motherfucking pig. <laughs> I mean, he had to be ten times more charming than that Arnold on Green Acres. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely love that scene. I can never get enough of it. Because it's just kind of like, wow. It really is what you would talk about in a diner with one of your friends, isn't it? Despite the fact that... They are who they are. They're hitmen. And the things that happened before um, they were at the diner. So let's get started. Here's the background and here's some need to know. Pulp Fiction was released in 1994, written and directed by the brilliant, extravagant Quentin Tarantino. In 2007, the American Film Association ranked Pulp Fiction as number 94 in greatest movies of all time. I know, it should be like mm, number five at least, but there's a lot of movies out there, so at least it's on the list. <laughs> um, one of the greatest cult films ever created. Yes, Pulp Fiction is a cult following coming from an ultimate fan, you know. To be honest, I would have to say, if you have not seen Pulp Fiction, you should absolutely 100% go out, buy this DVD, go and see it, or better yet, find a local uh, like indie theater or whatever, and actually go to that midnight showing and watch it with the crowd. It's a life changer. I've taken many of the friends to go see this, and they came out being like, wow, Quentin Tarantino is amazing. So, please, go out there. The cast headliners. Let's see. Who starred in this ultimate movie? We have John Travolta as Vince Vega. Sam Jackson as Jules. 
We have Tim Roth as Pumpkin slash Ringo. You know why, if you've seen this groovy film. Um, we have Honey Bunny, or Yolanda, is played by Amanda Plummer. We also have Quentin Tarantino, our director, playing Jimmy. Harvey Cartel as The Wolf. Bruce Willis as Butch. And Uma Thurman as Mrs. Mia Wallace. So... This is a jam-packed all-star cast that really kick-started a lot of people's careers, and then some. It revamped John Travolta's career and put Sam Jackson on the map. Like, I mean, come on. It's Samuel Jackson. Who can say the word motherfucker? Like, he can. No one. He inspired generations to curse since 94 on. Let's get into the director-writer information. We have Quentin Tarantino. Also, like I said, he played Jimmy. He is famous for Kill Bill Volume 1, 2. We have the Grindhouse series. He also acts. Um, He was in Planet Terror, also with Bruce Willis. He directed and wrote... Death Proof, one of my absolute favorite movies, Inglorious Bastards, and one of my favorite underground films that, mm, it's, like I said, Tarantino is very culty, is Four Rooms. That is starring Tim Roth, and it's absolutely, like, you can just tell it's just short stories cram-packed together, and he was just like, dude, I need to make a movie, show this off, and get it out of my system. So, you gotta take Four rooms for face value. But the last, the very last part of that movie is so worth it. FYI. Oh, um, Tarantino got became famous because of Reservoir Dogs. That also had Harvey Cartel in it. He played Mr. White. And Tim Roth was in it, and he played the famous Mr. Orange. Tarantino always seems to be in one of his films, with the exception of Jackie Brown and Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. He likes the small-time roles for this movie, actually, for Pulp Fiction. Tarantino had a tough time deciding between playing Lance or Jimmy. He ended up choosing to play Jimmy because during the OD scene with Uma Thurman's character, Mia Wallace, uh, he wanted to be behind the camera. So I didn't give any spoiler alerts away for you guys who are out there who have not seen the movie. This is a famous scene. I did not give anything away. So calm yourself. Okay, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of what is on the Pulp Fiction uh, DVD. I own the collector's edition of Pulp Fiction. I'm sure there's going to be new ones coming out sometime soon. I've yet to get the Blu-ray. Shame on me. But this is a two-disc feature. Um, The first disc has uh, the feature film, sneak peeks, um, the film, scene selections, all the basic stuff. Now, they also have the soundtrack selection. Okay, so here's the best part about Quentin Tarantino. He is knees deep more than knees deep (laughs) he is like head deep into the creating of the soundtrack anyone who loves tarantino and any person that wants to get into tarantino knows that this guy is just a well of knowledge he knows his movies he knows his music and he knows his cars Um, he's just the ultimate fan geek. That's why his movies have so much energy in it, and that's why people love him so much. Um, so this, uh, soundtrack selection actually goes through each 
song from the soundtrack throughout the movie, which is really cool. All right, on disc two, we have Pulp Fiction Facts. It's a documentary. Um, the Charlie Rose Show had an interview with Quentin Tarantino. Production design featurette, which is really cool. Uh, behind the scenes montages, which is interesting as well. At the movies, Tarantino Generation. And watch that. It makes a lot of sense for a lot of the movies that have been coming out and basically he really Tarantino really did reformat how the storytelling of film uh, began and you know since Reservoir Dogs. Then we have deleted scenes, uh, theatrical trailers, TV spots, Cannes Film Festival, um, acceptance speech, Spirit Awards, interview, and Still galleries, review and articles, which is really cool. You also get a little booklet with the collector's edition of Pulp Fiction. And it breaks down things for you. I mean, it has the cast. It talks about um, different articles. It has different reviews, soundtrack selections, and feature film uh, scene selections as well. It's, it's really interesting because it has some great pictures in it and completely stylized to... The Tarantino feel of everything. So those are the special features on the DVD. Now my personal favorite special feature is, drumroll please, director's commentary. Now um, Tarantino doesn't really like, from what I've heard, I could be wrong, but he doesn't do any commentary, really. He really doesn't even talk, like to talk over the movie. Um, I guess he finds it distracting. I did my research, couldn't really find a reason why he doesn't do director's commentary. I mean, it would be awesome to hear him be like, oh my God, and this part was awesome, and because he's so crazy and energetic. But anyway, the director's commentary is really cool because it gives you a fourth subtitle. Um, it puts in little tidbits about the fans thought about this certain part because it's such a cult f uh, following. Like, for instance, why Marcellus Wallace has a Band-Aid on the back of his neck. What's in the briefcase? Uh, different connections and tie-ins to Reservoir Dogs and True Romance, which is another amazing Tarantino film. He didn't direct it, but he did write it, and it's so good. Uh, for, so for True Romance, there's a connection there. I, I would like to see the updated version on the Blu-ray. Maybe it's not updated. Maybe it is. But on the Blu-ray, it could be very interesting because... I have a personal theory about Samuel Jackson's character for Kill Bill Volume 1. Now, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to give this away or not, but Samuel Jackson does make an appearance in Kill Bill Volume 1. Um, Tarantino has a lot of reoccurring characters. Though they may be minor, they do show up in a full-length film somewhere. I mean, okay, take Pulp Fiction. Uma Thurman's character, Mia Wallace, talks about how she had a pilot episode and she was, her character was the one with the knives. Now, this was the brainchild of Uma Thurman and Tarantino to create Kill Bill. If you have watched all of Quentin Tarantino's films, uh, from the beginning to, you know, the most current, which is Inglorious Bastards, you will notice that there are recurring characters from each movie sort of kind of played out in minor roles 
in other movies. I have to find this blog, uh, not this blog, but this YouTube video for you guys. It is really cool. It's a Brazilian video. It really is just an eye opener as to like the brain of Tarantino. Now most uh, cult fans, such as myself, already come up with a theory like this. It's just kinda cool to see some other Ultimate fans really put it together the way they did. But back to the commentary. Anyway, it's like a fourth subtitle. So he talks about things that happened to Bruce Willis. Um, there's, uh, there's other things, um, like I said, theories as to, you know, what's going on with the characters within the scene, um, and even uh, some, some slight uh, interesting facts of what happened when they were shooting. I love this. It really enhances the movie for me, and it makes you even, it makes you appreciate the film more because Tarantino is such a character. So let's wrap this up, shall we? I give this movie a five out of five. This is just a classic. I mean, no matter when this is on, it's something you can watch. You could be two o'clock in the morning when you're getting ready to go to bed or you wake up and you flick on the TV and it's on at a certain point and you just find yourself having to finish it. The dialogue, oh my God, the writing. I can't even believe I didn't talk about this. The writing itself of Quentin Tarantino is just so intricate. In, in the stylization that he has when he shoots a movie, the, the flow of the dialogue, it's just, it's, it's like, I mean, it's so savory. You, you can't help but really get sucked into it. Yes, the only downfall is how long his movies are. I personally don't mind. I love, it's just like Inglorious Bastards. It's such a long film, but you just, it's so good. You don't mind the fact that it's so long because it's such a good movie. But yeah, this is a must-have for your film collection. That's why I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. There are certain movies that you should never go without in your film collection. You know how you can kind of, you know, oh, I've watched it, but I don't need it. Yeah, this is definitely one to need, have, like, want, and always always admire in your film collection. The special features rating for this movie, I will give it a... Three out of five. I mean, this is a fairly old release of Pulp Fiction. I know they're probably going to come out with something newer. Hopefully they'll cram it with more special features because there are a lot of special features on here. There are a lot of discoveries on here that kick, uh, started people's career like Kathy Lee Griffin. People's uh, careers that got relaunched because of Pulp Fiction, such as John Travolta. It's, it's just... A must-see. I mean, after this movie, John Travolta was in Face Off and uh, all these awesome films. And then, you know, Tarantino knew how to salvage careers. The, it really, for me, even though I gave it such a low rating, it does enhance the viewing of the movie. Just specifically because of the director's commentary or the fourth subtitle on the DVD. So yes, go and buy this movie. If you're unsure of yourself, you're gonna rent it and then you're gonna buy it because it's just that good. You can't go wrong with Tarantino and I guarantee you're gonna want the soundtrack completely after you uh, you watch this movie because it's so good. It's like a classic soundtrack like uh, Back to the Future. 
I hope you guys enjoyed my rant about my favorite movie. And I really hope you guys go and watch this. This is my comeback episode because I was neglecting DVD relapse for a while because of the fact that, you know, life happens. So this is my re-entrance into the world, so just like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. Now, the next episode is going to be somewhat of a surprise because I'm going to be going outside of the realm of movies and doing something with television. So come back and listen to me for the next episode of DVD Relapse. And don't forget to visit my blog. That is www.dvdrelapse.blogspot.com. See what I'm up to, see what I'm reviewing, and see what hints you can get about my upcoming episodes. Um, and feel free to comment. I am completely free to co- uh, when it comes to commenters, as long as everything's nice and positive. And uh, give me some of your favorite Tarantino films and why. I mean, I saw Pulp Fiction when I was really young, and it changed my perception of movies. So um, don't forget to visit me at dvdrelapse.blogspot.com, and I will see you guys next time. Yeah.